Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. Today we'll be sharing all you need to know about Disney's most exclusive and elite club. By the end of this episode, you'll be wanting to secure your invite to Club 33. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. The fanciest episode of the Castle Chat you've ever heard. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, wee wee, monsieur. Wee wee. Wee wee, chérie. We're here to talk about Club 33. We mentioned this in, I believe, a very previous episode. I don't know if it's been recent. Oh but my gosh, I don't remember when we mentioned it, but we did. At some point, we mentioned it and we were like, oh, that would be a fun episode, and here we are. So, um, stream of consciousness thoughts during the podcast can lead to new episodes, and we love that. Yes, we love that. Spoiler alert, we have not been to Club 33 personally. It is on our goal list, and we are excited to share all of this knowledge that we have gathered over the past couple of weeks and hopes that you will join us in our um, our goal to go there as well, and you'll come with us, and we'll all just go, and we'll take over Club 33, and it will be the best day ever. If you are listening to this now, if you are a future person listening to this 10 years from now, and you know someone or you yourself can get us into the Club 33 just for dinner, just just one meal, that's all I'm asking, please feel free to reach out to us because we will book flights, we will be there in an instant, and you don't have to ask us twice. Absolutely, but there might be some people on here that are like, what are you even talking about? What is Club 33? I feel like it's this, I want to say it's like a niche, but it's like elusive. Yeah. Like, like what is, club? what is, so you may know of it, go. you may not, you may have seen it, you may have not, like it's one of those things where Disney does a really good job of keeping it a secret while also making it very obvious that like this is the place to be. Yeah, it's like they tease you where they're like, oh, shh, don't look over here, but also this is where Club 33 is, you wish you were here. Yeah, and we're going to break it all down. In this episode, we are going to talk about the history of Club 33. We're going to talk about where is it, how do you join it, how much does it cost, because money is a thing, people. Um, What does the membership approval process look like? Can you get in without a membership? What's it like to dine there? What are the membership perks? And maybe who are the famous members of club 33 so we are not going us. to break yeah not not us but there are there is a there's a rumored list that we are going to cover with you guys so lots to focus on in this episode but by the time this episode ends you will have all the knowledge that you need and hopefully you will be as big of fans as we are about this place for sure and you'll feel just an ounce fancier all right so let's kick it off with just 
what is Club 33? We kind of mentioned it in our intro, but Club 33 is an exclusive members-only club located at Disney theme parks around the world, with the most famous being in Disneyland. Yeah, Disneyland's Club 33 is the OG. I mean, that's where it started. It's what inspired the new ones that we've had in the years, um, more recent years. And we know that Disneyland obviously was the original because Disneyland's the original park. But um, if you jump into the history of what Club 33 is, you pretty quickly find out that this was like a Walt um, venture into having a like private lounge for elite guests. Yes, but it wasn't an easy process. When we started digging into the history of Club 33, I started to ind- discover a lot of tie-ins with the way that Walt felt about alcohol in his parks and the partnerships that he had with certain sponsors on developing this idea of a private lounge. And so I started to get extremely fascinated with, hmm, okay, this wasn't just a, I want to have a lounge, let's make it happen. There were a lot of back and forth before Walt actually agreed, hey, okay, we can do this. And that, like I said, it all stems from Walt's opinions of, he had a pretty strict opinion on no alcohol in his parks yeah i think walt's vision and inspiration for the parks were his children he had visited other versions of theme parks and they were dirty they were messy um and having drunken people running around because they've been consuming a lot of alcohol was not something that he wanted for his park if it was going to be for families if it was going to be for children that was something that he did not want to impact the experience in his park. And so I think what um, stemmed this whole, okay, well, how do I balance that is going to other events and other things and having a desire to get sponsors for Disneyland. But when it's a dry park, it actually was difficult for him to get some people to to join on to this vision which i think is interesting yeah so he outside of club 33 he tried to cater to people's needs he tried to do have little bars that you could reach from the monorail outside of the park that you could drink alcohol at either outside of the park or outside of park hours um and then there also was this thing called Holiday Land. Is that what it is? It called Holiday Land? Yeah, Holiday Land. I did not know about this. I did not know about until, this either until di- diving into Club Thirty Three history. Um, but Holiday Land was essentially an area right outside of Disneyland that was a space that you could reserve. It had picnic tables, a giant circus tent, a baseball field. And they had, like, field day games, like sack races, or they had hula hoops and different things that, you know, all these families would reserve space and time at Holiday Land. And from my understanding, this was a place for large groups to reserve space. If there was a company that was going to have a Disneyland day and you could bring your family, that company would reserve space at Holiday Land and the families of said company would go they could enjoy alcohol as much as they wanted and then there was a certain point in the day where they would have entry into Disneyland but at that point 
some of those adults who had been enjoying Holiday Land while their kids played games waiting to go into the park um, came in super drunk and Walt noticed this and was not a fan. Yeah, so Holiday Land did not last very long. That was shut down. And we started to see this conversation about this private lounge start to pop up when Walt was dealing with the Carousel of Progress at the 1964 World's Fair and GE had was the sponsor at the time and GE had approached Walt and basically had said, hey, we want to put this exclusive lounge above the attraction where people could go and drink alcohol and experience the attraction as well. And Walt was not super excited about this idea and basically turned it down, which upset GE. They were not, they were like, hey, like, if we're going to be a sponsor, we've got to come to some type of compromise. Yeah, and they did to an extent. Um, It basically gave Walt an opportunity to be creative and figure out what else can I do to have what I want and what they want meet in the middle. And so Walt already had intentions or plans. If you are a big Disney fan, you know that Walt had an apartment space on the main street of Disneyland that he wanted to move that apartment and um, expand it to where there was kitchen and more function um, for him to actually live in the space to a degree Um, and because he knew that he wanted to do this space with a kitchen with food um, the ability to potentially have alcohol in there at a bar uh, he said okay well why don't we morph this into a, a lounge Yeah, it's almost like he was able to expand his apartment and get that shared kitchen that he was looking for and also help out GE and build an exclusive lounge that would serve alcohol during those park hours. So that was basically the idea of Club 33 and it was birthed and they went ahead and built um, the exclusive lounge while they were building the New Orleans Square. It was the new land they were building in Disneyland and it opened in may of 1967 sadly five months after walt died so walt never actually got to see club 33 open yeah i this is one of the heart-wrenching parts of being a disney fan is knowing all of the projects all of the dreams all of the incredible things that we love as disney fans that walt has he never got to experience and that to me is just like thinking about Walt and all that he built all that he dreamt up that we've gotten to enjoy and done so much to go and make a podcast go on these trips and spend a lot of our life dedicated to being Disney fans and he never got to see it himself which just blows my mind when I actually sit and think about it yeah I I mean Disneyland opened in 1955 and he was he passed away in 1967 so very short-lived amount of time that he was actually in the parks i would have loved to have visited disneyland between those years Mm -hmm. to potentially have spotted walt on main street or just been in the park during that time to truly see walt's creations and it's so cool that even today we see attractions that have been around since opening day that we know were hand designed and crafted by Walt himself it truly does help us live on with his memory and um I don't know it's just why it is really wild to think especially with our home park being Walt Disney World and that not even being the park that was open yeah which again when you think about all of this Club 33 
um, building and dreaming up and imagining what it would be. At the same time, he is doing Walt Disney World. He's talking about Epcot. He talked about and imagined and gave blueprints for all of these things before he passed. And so um, all of those things were in the works at the same time that he's fighting with sponsors about having alcohol in his park. Which is so crazy to think about. Like, what if Walt hadn't ever, like, didn't have those blueprints in hand or wasn't thinking those things? What would have happened to the Disney company? And I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole now, but, like, it is so wild to think that, like, thank God he prepared, like, and had these ideas laid out on paper that someone could take and run with and be like, okay, this is your idea, we're going to bring it to life, because then it really, it does still feel like Walt's hand is in the stuff that he wasn't even alive to see, and I'm sure with Club 33, a big part of um, the design, the original design, was because of him. I know that him and his wife actually flew to New Orleans to go pick out a lot of items to put inside of Club 33 so that it could be authentically um, Louisiana. And I I love that he went and did that with his wife to, to build this place. Yeah, I love that. Okay, moving on, staying on track. Thank you for entertaining our rabbit hole. We're back to reality of what this episode is all about. <laughs> um, so Club 33 opens in 1967 at Disneyland. And initially, it is only open to corporate sponsors. It's private. You can't join if you aren't a corporate sponsor. And um, it's really just for Disneyland sponsor VIPs. No public, no celebrity no nothing it's just for entertaining and serving people who are funding this disneyland project and that was also mainly because walt wanted to keep the general public of disneyland as dry as possible that was another part of his like okay like we're gonna have a compromise with this like i don't just want people coming in here and getting drunk and going back in the park kind of thing so um that was how it was when it first opened that stayed in place though for only about a year and then memberships became available for the very wealthy individuals again thinking about the fact that walt was not present for opening and his vision being corporate sponsors and then somebody who is looking at the finances going wow you know a lot of people would pay a lot of money to join this club, why don't we open it up to some of those wackos who will spend thousands of dollars to join our club? Um, so yes, it opens to the public, and I believe the like opening fees for Club Thirty Three were drastically different than what they are today. Yeah, I don't remember what the number was. Maybe like fifteen thousand. I think that's about around the the right price for that. The prices do change every few years, and they will continue to increase as the years go on. We will share the current numbers with you guys as we get through later parts of this episode. Um, Let's see what else we have for history before we move on. Okay, so people are actually unsure why it was called Club 33. There are rumors of why it was named that. Some theorize it was for the 33 corporate sponsors that were a part of Disneyland. Um, Prohibition also ended in 1933, so with the tie-in with alcohol, people thought that maybe it was named after that. But overall, also, Walt also just loved the number three. So could definitely be like could be for that i mean yes and i i love all of those thoughts and all of those ideas 
Um, I did look up a list of the sponsors, and there are 33 specific. Um, interesting, Pepsi and Coke were both sponsors to begin with. Wow. They only have Coke products now, so at some point, Pepsi bowed out, which is a North Carolina-based um, company, right? Is that, yeah, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pepsi, yeah, Pepsi's definitely in North Carolina, where we're from. Anyway, um, so interesting that, like, multiple people wanted to be in on this like didn't matter if they were competitors um but yes originally 33 sponsors but because of um needing a liquor license they also had to apply for that liquor license and have an address for the club and i don't know if it's coincidence or if it's legit i mean they could have picked this number there's no way that um this was like a, a legitimate house number on the club because yeah. it's just in Disneyland. But the address for Club 33 is 33 Royal Street. So some people are also like, maybe it's just because of the address. But I feel like they probably picked that. Like they decided what the address was. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many, obviously, there's different speculations. And it's cool to think that we don't quite know the reason why. I love that mm-hmm. mystery. Um, and people will continue to make up reasons why it's called Club 33. So we'd love to know, why do you think it's called Club 33? Let us know in our DMs, I guess. <laughs> but we have spoken about Club 33 at Disneyland. But did you know there are multiple locations of Club 33? Like we said earlier, they're all around the Disney parks. I did know, but I did not know there are as many as there are. Okay, me either. I thought there were only just like a small handful, and I was like, wow, there's more than I thought. There are actually six different locations at Disney theme parks around the world. Yeah, which is, there's more theme parks for it to expand to, and I'm sure that it will in time, depending on where things go. But after Club 33 and Disneyland... Believe it or not, the next locations to get a Club 33 were both Tokyo and Shanghai Disneyland, not Walt Disney World. Yeah, Walt Disney World was the newest addition of the Club 33 family, which is so wild for me to think about. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Walt Disney World would have been next. Yeah, I would have thought so as well. And it's also interesting to me that there are four locations Within Walt Disney World, I would think with the exclusivity of Club 33 that they would have picked a single location. And but I would have thought it would have just been in Magic Kingdom and that would have right. been the end of it. But Which, no, we have one in all four parks. Because they don't have a Club 33 in DCA in, well, in Disneyland, they, or do they? Well, they have a similar secretive lounge. It's known as 1901. It's not technically part of the Club 33 family but it is in dca a sister it's like a sisterhood type of place so it just online it just says similar secretive lounge so there's got to be a membership for that or i don't i'm not quite sure but it is i believe it's above a restaurant um i i don't know if it's carthay circle i feel like carthay circle is i've never been to disneyland y'all it needs to happen but um i believe it's a lounge that's like above one of their nicer fancier restaurants so question mark question mark maybe we'll find more information and put it up on instagram yes we'll have to do um, that let's talk about because we're walt disney world orlando florida girls let's talk about where you can spot um the club 33 locations in in walt disney world okay so they are technically not called club 33 in walt disney world they each have their own special name so in magic kingdom it's called the captain's quarters 
and it's in Adventureland. It's located behind Skipper's Canteen. Never noticed this one. I, I've noticed this one. I have known that this one is here. I have not noticed any of the other ones, but this one does, even though it's called Captain's Quarters, there is a 33 emblem on the door that you enter. So Okay, okay, so it you, is still visible. Yeah, so it's it's like a... Um, a spinoff, I guess, where it's like, it's Club 33, yeah. but it's called its own thing. But it's not the, the sister 1901. It's right. still, like, within the family. It gets a little confusing, but it is a part of the Club 33 memberships. Um, there's another one, Epcot. is called the Constellation Club, Ooh. and that is located to the right of the American Adventure. That Never one, seen. I saw a picture of the door. It's, like, super, like, you wouldn't even know that it's Which there. I think is the original idea. It's, like, you want it to be pretty nonchalant the one in uh magic kingdom is kind of like that too like there's nothing fancy about the door except for the fact that you see that there's a 33 so that's it but after epcot magic kingdom we are going to go to hollywood studios and there is the spotlight lounge which is Mm. located um inside the brown derby yeah so brown derby um is a restaurant that is on the corner of sunset boulevard if you're going down towards hollywood studios it is very nice it's fine dining so that makes sense it's kind of like the 1901 idea yes Mm -hmm. and then the most recent location of club 33 is an animal kingdom i believe to open within the past maybe one or two years Mm, maybe before covid i have to look that up it's it's been very recent okay very very recent it's in harambe village not exactly sure the name of it but that's where you can find it in animal kingdom if you're familiar with where um tusker house is the restaurant it's kind of the restaurant itself is kind of hidden and if you walk past that towards um festival of the lion king i have not seen the entry but i do know the club 33 Harambe Village location is kind of between where Tusker House and the Lion Festival of the Lion King show are. So, somewhere in there. Okay, I just Googled it. It's called Harambe House and it opened on January 3rd, 2020. So, within the okay. past three years. Nice. Um, and it looks like, according to the images, oh yeah, it looks like that. It's got like these cute yeah. windows and Beautiful. it just has Harambe House on top. So, I would be living in that one. I love I know you would. Kingdom. I know you would. But I, I love that, um, well, I won't say that I love. Personally, I love Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. So I think it's neat that the Club 33 location is in Magic Kingdom um, or in Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. But I'm so shocked that they didn't find a place in Fantasyland. Like, I feel like that's. Yeah. Or like within the castle. I feel like, like it's it's supposed to be this like discreet secret place that you wouldn't really think of. Like the American event. Like why is it there either? Yeah. I mean, I guess because it is Ameri- like we're in America. If there is a place in World Showcase to have it, it yeah. would be there. But I also would think that there would be because there was um, in Spaceship Earth. Siemens was a sponsor of Epcot and there was the Siemens Lounge in um inside spaceship earth and so you would think they would be able to like maybe revamp that yeah, do that's something different I would think it would be siemens is no longer a sponsor so that's not in existence anymore but, but i wonder it what used to be there but i wonder what they did with that space right question mark question mark is it is it going to be another club 33 location <laughs> who knows maybe it's like a dvc lounge or but something i mean if you wanted to go visit the harambe house you would need to join club 33 so i think we should share how you would get a membership to attend i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of my bank account of club 33 (laughs) yeah um joining club 33 is quite a journey let's talk about it 
definitely quite a journey. So it's actually pretty um, easy to find the application for the Club 33 locations at Walt Disney World. They actually have a page on their website and details of how to join. So that is basically no secret. But it's actually a lot harder to find an application for the Disneyland location. Um, they have basically an email that you can send an email to and inquire that you would like to join. And then I think you receive like the application or the website after you email someone. So it's like an extra step to your, you have to basically email them that you're interested at like club 33 at Disneyland.com. Yes. And then as far as I know, which first of all, it makes sense that Disneyland is way harder to go through an application process for. It is the OG. There's a lot of stuff inside that location that we'll talk about in a little bit um, that would make it really cool to be a part of and go um, experience. But as far as I know, based on what I have researched, even if you send in this interest form and they send back an application, you are just put on a waiting list. Yes, and sometimes that waiting list can be as long as 15 years. I mean, what if <laughs> what if your financial situation changes in 15 years and you can't afford it anymore? I don't know, maybe you have to put like a deposit down? I don't even know. Like, it's... Basically, if you don't already know a member or have a connection in the Disney realm, then you're looking potentially up to 15 years on a waiting list. You can shorten that by having those connections. Like I mentioned, they might be able to weasel you in a little bit sooner, but be prepared to wait unless you are an uppity up. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you happen to know some celebrities or people who are already members, it's not going to be instantaneous, which I think is... I guess it makes the exclusivity of it more intriguing because it is so hard to become a part of it. But also, if you have that kind of cash and you're willing to be paying out Disney thousands of dollars just to be quote-unquote initiated as a Club 33 member, I'm surprised that they aren't like accepting people left and right. Well, it does say that Walt Disney World's wait list is a lot shorter than Disneyland's. Obviously, like we just mentioned, Dis- the Disneyland Club 33, it's the original. It's the most exclusive. It's going to have a way longer waiting list. So maybe, you know, maybe start with Walt Disney World if you yeah. have the funds and you want to go for it. But, I mean, you've got to have quite a bit amount of funds, though, to do this. So I feel like we should talk about how much it costs. We've been tossing around, like thousands of dollars but let's put an actual number behind this and let the people know what the current pricing is to join club 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 33 club 33 club 33 say it three times fast um yes so this is not an easy feat you have to be ready to basically like paying cash for a nice car every year for as long as you would like to be a part of this club um last uh, I checked the prices uh, again Courtney mentioned prices are always changing the fees um, after you have your initiation price um, are annual and so not only do you have to buy in at a certain rate but then annual fees are charged you have to continue to pay them to be a part of the club um, so as far as I know it looks like for Disneyland's membership there is an entry initiation fee of about 30000 and then you're paying about 12000 every year to maintain your membership. That's a lot of money. 
which I would really love an updated number on this because I feel like I saw something where it was like 60,000. Oof. I don't know if that's true or not. But I don't know either, but I mean, with the price changing every year, if it's not now, it will be eventually. True. I mean, and if it continues to be as exclusive as it is, it's only going to increase in value. So I guess that, that makes sense. Um, okay. So right. we've got Disneyland down. What about Walt Disney World? So for Walt Disney World, it's going to cost you a $33,000 one-time initiation fee and then $15,000 per year. So, but that does give you access to all four of the Walt Disney World Club 33s. I feel like 33000 makes so much sense. Like, I feel like that should Duh. be the rule because it's Club 33. Duh. You got to be able to shell out thirty-three k to get in. Um, so Disneyland should probably catch up and just add... I mean, if people can just pay 30000 probably not going to hurt to charge them three k extra. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, if you were... If you had the funds and you could pick a membership, you could pick the Walt Disney World membership which would get you access to all four of them, or you pick the Disneyland Club 33 for the cheaper price. Cheaper by, like, $3,000. But the annual fees are also cheaper. The annual fees, too. Which one would you pick? Disney World, no question. Okay. I, uh, here's, my, here's my argument. Um, you have four locations. You're not stuck to one, so you get different experiences. Um, for me, getting to Disney World is much easier than it is mm-hmm. to get to Disneyland, so I can use it more often. And I think if I become a Club 33 member at Walt Disney World, I'm going to be connected to somebody who can invite me into Disneyland just once. That's all I need. Okay. That's so my- that your answer wouldn't change if you lived like halfway between Walt Disney World and halfway to Disneyland? I don't think so. Okay. No. I'm a Disney World girl. I've never been to Disneyland, so I can't speak to it. I know it's classic and quintessential and original, but I mean, why pay thirty-three thousand plus fifteen, which is a few six thousand extra for four clubs versus six thousand less for one? Yeah, I like your argument. I like it. I like it. So, gosh, that's a lot of money to join the club now the membership approval process is actually pretty extensive it's not just an application and then you're accepted if you have the money you have to go through an interview um where and they also like will do a lot of probably like digging on your social media and trying to see like they want to make sure that when they say yes to a membership with you that they are saying yes to a person that holds themselves probably to a little bit of a higher standard so they are going to be digging in lots of areas of your life to figure out are you a good fit for this membership so be prepared to be a little bit interrogated yeah I think they're probably also looking for longevity somebody I mean you could be an absolute Disney fanatic and I'm sure there's plenty of them out there um so not to bring up sore subjects but I mean there are people out there who just paid half a million to go on a submarine like there would be people who would save up 50k to be a club 33 member for one year and I think that they probably want to avoid that they want to find somebody who is going to be a lifetime member they can pay that annual fee all the time so they're probably looking at your employment history your um your financial situation making sure that for the last I don't know 15 to 10 
10 to 20 years, your income has been substantial enough to continue having something like a Club 33 membership, um, a criminal record. Do you have one? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they're probably looking at all of that. They're doing like a full-on FBI search on you. <laughs> because if you are in this elite Disney club, then you in some ways are representing the highest of the high Disney fans. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, and can you imagine like Disney execs are going to Club 33. You're going to have the CEOs, the park um, presidents and all of that wandering through. So if you got some crazy wackos hanging out in Club 33 with your Disney execs, it's probably not a good look. So I wonder if their memberships are truly like you're in a contract for like the whole year or if you have to like when you first sign up, you're like signing up for the first five years. Or probably. I would I, I would feel imagine. like they wouldn't just let you just sign up and be initiated and then only like only get, be able to get out of it after a year. I feel like they're I mean, going to put a contract on that. Isn't DBC like you sign up for like 30 years or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it sounds kind of similar to like DVC, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just like a different level. You don't, you're just getting access to a little club. Club 33 or DVC. You have the cash. Which one are you choosing? I think DVC. Interesting. Why? For me, like... As much as I would love the, like, elevated experience of being in Club 33, I think I would enjoy more being able to um, stay at the property where I have DVC points in. And then when I'm not using it, be able to rent those points out. Because I feel like I feel like I might be getting some money back. Whereas, like, Club 33, it's like... I give it all and then I mean I there are perks and we'll go over that but I don't know I feel like for me I would enjoy more Disney if I had DVC okay right I I feel like how do you feel I feel like we should talk about the perks so that people can decide for themselves because there are a lot of perks that come with this club 33 membership Uh and I believe that to a degree what you get with DVC and what you get perk-wise, even though it's not necessarily a place to stay, might end up evening out or making it worth your while. So yeah, let's, I, now I'm sitting here thinking, of it, I'm like, maybe I... Can I just have both? Because it's essentially, I mean, you get like an annual pass, but are, do you, do we want to move into that? Yeah, do let's we, do the okay. membership perks. Okay, so the membership perks are different for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So I'll cover Walt Disney World, and I'll let you cover Disneyland. Cool. So for Walt Disney World, you get annual passes for the primary member, a spouse, and any children under the age of 18. Wild. I Wild. I mean, that's, what if you've got a family, um, like my family, we're a family of six. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. All right, um, you get access to Club 33 at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios, like we mentioned. You get 50 single-day park hopper tickets to give to anyone that you'd like. You have five single VIP tours. Wild. That's so fun. Um, You get access to the Walt Disney World Club 33 concierge, private character meet and greets inside of Club 33, and then access to other VIP events, private parties, and attraction previews. I mean, how would you choose DVC over that? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, the five VIP tours. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll sign up for that. I take back my 
I take back my answer. Uh, that was not a smart answer. No, it's fine. I mean, we needed to talk about the perks. It was the perfect segue. And I mean, if you've paid all this money for Club 33 and you want to stay at the Disney Springs Hotel and save a little extra cash, you still get all those other perks. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, spend extra in one and save a little in the other. It all works out. But like, say, okay, say you only have it, you get this for a year and then you end, say it's, it is a, just truly a year membership and it ends, but DVC's 30 years, like, I still feel, like, when you look at this, I guess the year makes more sense than the 30. It just depends on, I guess, how you, I feel, you definitely get more bang for your buck because I do think with DVC, the annual fee is much less but price-wise, the buy-in for Club 33 and the buy-in for DVC and then the annual fees, like, it's really only differed by the annual fees, I think. Like, isn't buying into a Club 30... Ugh, I keep saying Club 33. Buying into DVC, like, at least thirty to 40000 Yeah. And sometimes more, depending on what resort you're buying into. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're spending that much money, it is nice to have, like, allocated disney time every year and it is a long contract but there are like annual fees just like club 33 that are four to five thousand and then you're not getting like dvc doesn't include park tickets no so no, you're right you're right i would pick i would pick the thir- club 33 membership i mean just like being able to give out the 50 single day park hopper tickets to that's people. what that's what i'm saying because like for your family like you know you or, or like your parents, if your parents became members, they would both get the annual passes. But any children under the age of 18, that would only count for your youngest brother. Right. At this point. But once upon a time. Once upon a time, you guys could have were, all gotten it. Right. If they were, you know, really smart and bought it way back and grandfathered us in. Um, that's, I mean, really, if you've got four kids and you pay the one, one time Club 33 fee for everybody... That's going to end up probably, I mean, if you went to Disney three times in a year, you probably spend close to that on a family of six anyway, you know? So now I'm guessing, like, say you and Sam both wanted to become members of Club 33. Would yes. you guys both have to pay the $33,000 each? I would guess so because the perks are saying you and a spouse would get the annual passes but that only accounts for the annual pass piece. I don't. I want to think it's thirty-three thousand per family, unless I'm wrong. Are, are you looking well, it up? It's, well, no, because it would be like if Sam bought the Club Thirty Three membership. It includes annual passes for him and his spouse, and then the VIP tours. I'm. They can be up for up to twelve people or something like that. So I don't know if there's like an upcharge for adding more people, but I think it would make sense for just one of us to be the primary member right well now that i'm thinking about it yes that does make the most sense because you can get into club 33 as long as a club 33 member makes the dining reservation so only one person in the family would become a member right i would believe that you could do two members and i guess that would be the 33,000 and 33,000 but there's no need because mm-hmm. you can still get in which we're going to get to after we get to the um Disneyland yes. membership perks. Will, so why don't you share those and then we'll go to how do you get into Club 33 if you don't have a membership? Yes, I will definitely dive through these, go quickly. For 
Disneyland membership perks. You become a magic key holder, which is basically like an annual pass. Um, it's for the primary member, spouse, and children under 18 as well. You get access to Club 33 and 1901 Lounge, um, 50 single-day park tickets, five VIP tours, access to Club 33 Concierge, private character meet and greets, and access to other events, VIP parties, etc., which is essentially the same as Disney. But again, it's two locations versus four. So I feel like bang for your buck, even though it's a little bit more money, for somebody who's able to spend that much money, $6,000 for more yeah. locations. And Disney's, Disney World is just bigger in general. So to do a VIP tour through Disney World versus a VIP tour through Disneyland and California Adventure, um, you definitely get to see and do more. Oh, definitely. So, okay, that's the perks. We've gone through all of that. Now let's back up a little bit and, and talk about, like I mentioned earlier, can you get in without a membership, which we've already alluded at? Yes, you can. As long as you know a member who of Club 33, they can make a reservation on your behalf or bring you into the club with them. So they don't have to be necessarily present, it seems, for for you to have access as long as the reservation was made on your behalf. Um, so just you got to make friends with the right people. Get to get to chatting. We too can experience Club 33 without actually paying the money to be in Club 33. I'm just gonna stand inconspicuously outside of all Club 33 locations in yes. Disney World until somebody walks out the door, and I will, I will do something very nice for that person and be like, yeah, it would really change my life if you would make a reservation for me to go into Club 33. Who knows? Who Who knows? So what do you need to do if you don't know a Club 33 member? Um, If you don't know a Club 33 member, um, then basically you need to be in business with Disney to be able to get in. All right. So if you can't make friends with Club 33 members, then you need to go do some business ventures Mm -hmm. (laughs) to partner with Disney, or you likely just need to know a celebrity. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, yours easiest option would be to just find a member mm-hmm. stand outside the door because um, i don't have much hope for us becoming uh local celebrities or um or sponsors or sponsors disney. or ex- executives <laughs> vips of the disney company yeah okay, what a cool dream would be awesome if we could achieve that but let's we're a little bit realistic here let's just say we're probably going to go the route of let's find someone that's already a member Like I said, if you are listening to this in the future and you know or you are a Club 33 member, Court and I, really, it would just be a dream come true if you would invite us to experience all that is the fanciest of fancy things in Disney. I love it. And speaking of fancy, we definitely want to talk about what it's like to dine at Club 33. It is comparable to a one to two Michelin star restaurant, which is top, top tier. Yeah. I read some reviews on the meals at Club 33, and to my surprise, some people who have gotten to experience the dining there have said that they've had better food at other signature restaurants. Really? Yes. So it's like, I mean, 
I'm sure the food is great and I'm sure it also just depends like sometimes you can go to a restaurant and have a great experience and you go back two weeks later and your experience is not the same so who knows but some of the reviews that I read said that some of the signature dining in other places in Disney had better food um, something like Victoria and Albert's or you know these really really yeah. high upscale restaurants um, that have diamonds upon diamonds for their meals um, so I don't know if there is like uh, if that's a true indication of how good or not good the food is it's obviously good um it's going to be good if you're paying that much money and oh, they yeah. do have michelin stars attached to their name so i mean it's not five michelin stars but one to two i mean that's still yeah. like noteworthy and super high up there and mm-hmm. will be an amazing dining experience for you um, you may even see some Disney characters come into your meal. They typically will come in during lunchtime when it's a little more relaxed versus mm-hmm. the formal dining yes. um, at dinner time. So you could end up having a little character dining experience as well if you are lucky enough to step through the doors of Club 33. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend that much money, character dining is already so expensive. You might as well just add a little uh character love a little mickey showing up a little goofy hanging out and just make it make it more magical well i feel like we should end our time with talking about some of the famous members of club 33 although there is no official list there are some pretty strong rumors of um the celebrity list should we go through that definitely should go through it i'm pretty sure number one on the list no question in my mind that this person is a member of Club 33 because of how often they are seen in the parks. All right. And who is it? John Stamos. Yes. He is. I think he was recently seen in Walt Disney World. I don't remember. Um, but John Stamos is a big Disney lover. Um, if you have seen. Oh, gosh. I don't remember if it's like Architectural Digest or something else. He did like a house tour. And he is a huge collector. He has so many original items wow. from Disneyland or from Disney films. Um, he's he's a huge Disney fan. And so I would be shocked if he was not an actual Club 33 member. That's crazy. Yeah. I so. Anyways. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So I, I don't know if he is truly a member, but as far as I'm concerned, he is. That is amazing. Another big one on the list is Josh Gad, the voice of Olaf. Yeah, I would also be surprised if he wasn't on the list. Um, He goes to Disney a lot. He seems like he's a big Disney fan. Um, He's obviously a beloved Disney actor. He's been in a lot of of Disney films. So um, Josh Gad is a great one to be on the list. Um, We've also got some other notable Disney-related names like Dwayne Johnson and Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is always doing the Candlelight Processional at Epcot, and I would be unsurprised to see him in some of the Disney World Club 33 locations hanging out and Dwayne The Rock Johnson obviously he's he's a Disney guy too oh yeah we've also got people like Katy Perry Tiger Woods Christina Aguilera Elton John Mariah Carey Rebel Wilson Tom Hanks himself and Gwen Stefani 
Yeah, the only other person, I mean, Elton John and Christina Aguilera, when I think of like all these Disney specials, the Christmas specials, the celebrations like the 60th birthday or the 50th birthday, these celebrities are repeats. Like they will always show up for a Disney celebration. I wouldn't be surprised if like Whoopi Goldberg was on the list. Um, So all of these celebrities that seem to consistently work with Disney. um, Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I know that Pedro Pascal as well as um, John Favreau have both been seen in Club 33 recent yeah. in recent years. I'm sure. I mean, people like John Favreau um, or any of the like heads of these different Disney um, names like Marvel, Star Wars, etc. Like. You, I think you're automatically sworn in. Like, that's what it was saying by, like, doing business yeah, with yeah. Disney. I'm sure that they, like, executives will set up meetings. And if you're going to have a meeting, you might as well do it over a meal at Club 33 in the park. Um, I think there is something, like, from a business standpoint of doing business in the space of what you're trying to continue to build off of. Um, I think it's inspirational. I think it gives people focus and vision on like what their target is. And so to be able to conduct business meetings within a Disney park, I think does make an impact on the business itself. And I'm sure executives, I'm sure Bob Iger or whoever else could be like, we're shutting club 33 down for lunch on Wednesday. We're Uh doing meeting there. And so none of the other members can get, in there because it's private or maybe there's a room or a space where they can have a private um a private meeting so yeah that's um our take on potential uh club 33 members that if you're a member you might run into the last thing that we were going to mention is just some fun items that we know of in the disneyland location um that we saw when we were researching there is a table from the original mary poppins film There is a piano that was picked out by Lillian herself. Um, Like we talked about, Walt never got to experience Club 33. And so when the club opened, they actually commissioned an artist that had done a lot of work with Disney to paint a picture of Walt having a cup of coffee in Club 33 looking out at New Orleans Square, which I think is really special. I would love to see that in person or have a replica of it in my home. Um... But anyway, just some items like that um, that have a ton of history. There's a vulture animatronic and a room that used to have some of Walt's hunting um, treasures that he found. So, yeah, if you get to experience the Disneyland Club 33 location, not only is it elite and exclusive, but it's packed full of history, which I think adds to your experience for sure. Definitely. Gosh, this has been such a fun time learning so much about this exclusive club. But I think for now it's time for us to head over to our segments and we'll see you guys at the end of our episode. Magic moments. Do, 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 do. I am just loving this segment. It's so fun getting to share y'all's stories of your times at Disney or just any special moment that you have had 
while being at Walt Disney World. Today, we will be sharing a magic moment from our follower, Lindy, Linda, sorry, Linda Chelsea. And she let us know that her magic moment was when she got to ride her favorite ride with her fiance, which happened to be Living with the Land, which is such an underrated ride. Um, so underrated. If you need to stick your feet up and get in the air conditioning and look at some beautiful plants and agriculture at its finest, hop on living with the land. But I think that this is um, generally what makes Disney magical is it is so full of small moments. Something as simple as jumping on your favorite attraction with your favorite person that's all you need for it to feel like magic. It doesn't have to be this crazy gesture from a cast member or a, a you know, jaw-dropping experience. It can be. It can certainly be that. But it can also just be in the small things, like getting on living with the land with your future hubby. I love that. Like you said, it can just be simple. So we are loving getting to hear all of y'all's stories. So be on the lookout on Mondays for our Magic Moment Mondays, where you will have an opportunity in our Instagram stories to submit your magical moments that you have had at Walt Disney World for a chance to be featured in this segment on the Castle Chat. Please keep sending them in. They are so fun for us to read and we get to share them with all of you. And that is just makes us so happy and it's why we do what we do we want to continue to to spread the magic throughout your week so thank you to linda chelsea creator spotlight creator spotlight yeah yeah remix we are back with another creator spotlight this is the segment where we shout out someone on the instagram or social media platforms that is truly just killing it that has content that you should be following because we always want to make sure that you have the right disney people in front of you so today we are talking about our friend magically erin e-r-i-n-n-e she is a disneyland gal and gosh we had to pick a disneyland creator because that is where club 33 originated it makes the most sense that we share this and she is a star wars loving gal and it is so fun looking at her creative content her style the way her disney bounds um, you can tell she puts in so much effort into each outfit and photo and just a really f- fun person for us to follow and someone that you should be following as well. I totally agree. I love something that has piqued my interest here recently in the social media world is not only our creators doing reels and making fun videos, but those reels and videos also have cover photos which are also versions of of content creation. So that creator had to make the video, but they also had to take a photo that they could use for the cover of that reel or video that you saw. And I just wanted to highlight, applaud, and um, 
let creators know that we see that, that there is double effort. It's not just the taking of the photo, but then it's also making a video after and finding things that pair together that not only make sense, but then make your feed look so nice. And that's something that Magically Erin has done so well. I love looking at her feed. She has beautiful photos, but also great videos for you to follow along and see Disney in action. So if you aren't following her, you should be Magically Erin, E-R-I-N-N-E. Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of The Castle Chat. We hope that you are leaving this episode with lots of information about Club 33. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.